You've reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geek's Watch for the geeks and all the geeks to come. Welcome to a special episode of the Geeks Watch. I guess it would be a special shift. Yeah. <laughs> we got overtime. 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 Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I was going to say overtime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say that one. <laughs> overtime with the Geeks Watch. So we are here. It's been almost a month since it came out. We're going to be finally talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that you trying to do the Emperor? Yeah. <laughs> the Rise. Uh, it's rise. from the back of the Skywalker. <laughs> there, Steven did it. Are you happy? Yeah, yeah, right. You're going to have to like throw up a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he is dead. So. Is he? <laughs> Who knows? We're going to get into spoilers of Rise of Skywalker, and uh, if you hadn't seen it, you should go watch it and come back and listen to us, but I'm sure you've, seen, you've listened to it by now, if you, or you've watched it by now if you're... Going to. Watching, yeah. yeah, if you're going to. So, first general thoughts. John, what'd you like? It, it's, it's pronounced Thrawn. 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 <laughs> no. Are we all going to get Star Wars names? <laughs> Now we're all thinking about Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't be opposed. Grand Admiral Mitch. Oh. I don't know why the deck out there responsible for <laughs> Because that means I'm for the Empire and I'm a bad guy. Well, that's my jam. That's <laughs> okay. Huh. Anyway, uh, I actually kind of liked it. Okay. It wasn't perfect. Um, it was definitely a rough landing. But it was loads better than Last Jedi. Okay. And um, I liked a lot of the things that Abrams tried to do, even if it wasn't all quite gelling correctly. Um, it could have been so much worse. So <laughs> I'm glad that it was, it, was, it was passable. This was like a C plus. I'm happy I didn't hate it kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, Abrams is another person, another director, creator that will, will tell you that he is the first to admit that he agrees with everybody else that he does not end things well. Yeah. yeah. So it was odd that he would be one ending this trilogy and two ending a nine movie saga kind of thing. Yeah. And apparently that was because Bob Iger, from what I've read or heard, um, was really like, yo, you need to come back and put this right. Well, because- <laughs> I mean, it's force awakens made all the money. And they associate that with whatever that was, not the idea that, hey, it's Star Wars coming back after so long and people are just going to come show, see this movie anyways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was relatively well received and Jedi, Last Jedi wasn't. So well, it was like, just, Last Jedi was just as divisive. Like there were people yeah. that were like, yes, this is where Star Wars needs to go. And no, this is not what Star Wars is about. Like mm. that's, I'm on that. Honestly, <laughs> that was the, the two sides of that, that story. No one really said anything I about still the like movie. The, I, I still like that movie. 
And so did I. I like it. So did I. For the good guys. The good guys and the bad guys get their weapons from the same people, and that's such a good thing to go into. No, yes. there were some good ideas, but the the type of humor they were trying to inject in this was worse than like Jar Jar Binks humor. And you was also, it? yes, there, that was fart jokes. <laughs> it was freaking fart jokes. But <laughs> yes, and yeah, this was worse than like what we got. We got we got what Abu Frick this time. Yep. <laughs> That was charming. Hey. There's there's a right way. There's a right way and a wrong way to do humor in Star Wars. And the number one complaint I have with Jedi is nobody wants to go to see a Star Wars movie to be told you're dumb for liking this and you need to like something else. That's the message of the movie. They're saying Star I Wars like is it. stupid. I, like I did not get that message. I don't know where you're where pulling are you getting that, that from? message from. They're basically telling you straight up by saying, "Hey, like you need to let go of the past, and we need to make something new out of all of this." He's Nothing having really the matters. bad guy in the story say that. The, that, cool. that invalidates it. I don't think so. It, he even said that in in an interview himself. <laughs> yeah, Ryan Johnson said, "I had the bad guy say that." <laughs> Ryan Johnson is not really any authority on this. He even made if, the movie. But that is an authority movie. enough. I don't think he has the credentials to back this up. Uh, okay. Uh, anyway, Rise of Skywalker. Rise, John, anyway. John liked Rise of Skywalker. Elizabeth. I enjoyed we're, we're, it. We're diminishing a victory. Yeah. <laughs> true. I, I enjoyed it. I I like Star Wars, and I I would never say that really any of them are cinematic masterpieces but i like star wars and i have liked pretty much all of them i've found faults with pretty much all of them mm-hmm. but i generally as into rise of skywalker capped it off well for me i enjoy where the story ended i like the play to the fan bases without really giving them everything they want yeah. um you know you give it to them and then you take it away and you give it to them and you take it away um so I was very happy with this film. I I, I did. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Jessica? I loved it. <laughs> Just that as simple great. as that. I loved it. I loved it. I had a great time. <laughs> Steven? I liked it the same as I like most Star Wars movies. Um, it was a good time. And I really, really, really liked the sound design of this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've always loved sound design of Star Wars, though. Yeah. This one did introduce <clears throat> some new sounds. Uh, lightning sound was uh. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I I guess I'm I have the same feeling of Steven but I'm guessing not the same coming from the same area like I to me like I said during Mandalorian I am not a Star Wars fan I'm not a Star same. Wars hater either I'm just not mm-hmm. it's there it's a thing that happened I understand when the original came out that it was not innovative story-wise, but innovative cinema-wise. Like, it is a thing that no one had seen on the screen until then. Like, in a way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, other than that, it's just, it's it's a lot of, it's story. It's it's hero's journey. It's, you know, it's a lot of tropes from other things. It's it's a lot of coalescing of a, a bunch of great ideas and then coming up to getting Star Wars. I just never got into it. It's just not a thing that was that was for me. It's not one of my fans. Like this one or Star Wars as a whole. Star Wars as a whole. So this okay, no, because I'm right there with you. Same. Okay, so I didn't I didn't realize that we were on the same boat that way. That that's how going yeah. in, going into the last one. I didn't fall on either side of this isn't a Star Wars movie or this is how Star Wars is supposed to be. 
going into this one, I also didn't. It was just like, all right, I'm here. It's hopefully ending this story. <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, I have issue with a lot of the new force powers yeah. that are straight up introduced in this movie, or at least it shown was, to it us. Was Star Wars ship What was that? <laughs> It was it was Star Wars Shippuden. That's all it, it was. I got you. I don't get it. <laughs> it's an anime thing. Anime uh, thing. It, it's oh, it's like uh, Naruto, Naruto Shippuden, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. Powers are just amped up. There's a new class of people, and they've got crazy fucking powers. Yep. <laughs> See, anime is another one of those things that I just never got into, <laughs> so I, I don't I don't understand it either. Uh, but yes, other than that, we got story. We got an ending. We got. Uh, you know, you you have threads of hey, this could still go on in this way, but it is done for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, this chapter is over. So that's how I felt going in. That's how I felt coming out. It's 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 done. That's how <laughs> I don't know how else to put that. I because I really didn't hate it. And I don't really, and I'm not yeah. over the top about it. So it's just it's done. I'm indifferent. John, the, the oh, thing- Stephen, oh. go ahead. Oh, no, no, it's okay. I, I forgot. We we're still on the opinion parts because John said he liked it. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'm going to move on to the next thing. So, what was your what was the thing that you wanted to talk about? I'm I'm so confused about the, a few things in the movie. There's a reason I pointed out the sound design is the thing I like the most. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but like, why why is it that bad people have sharp teeth? Apparently, uh, for when Ray was bad, and then like. Why does it? Why did they? Ha- why is parentage so important in Star Wars? Uh, parentage is important mostly for the mitochondrion counts. Um, See, so those are hereditary, or at least the concept is potentially that they are hereditary. But, not really certain. I also but, think, but that, they said that it's not important. They, that they they said that mitochondrions weren't a thing. Yes, they backed off from mitochondrions. But I think you're also forgetting that it's a fairy tale. Yeah, Herita- yeah. Parentage is parentage is, is always important. Important in fairy tales, and you, in this story, it's doo doo. It's doo doo. <laughs> also, the sharp teeth is just a visual shortcut to yeah. this is a bad person. It's just for- see, just like how in The Witcher they played around the idea that the bad, the white, the good guy wears black, and the bad guys wear shiny, shiny. armor. So they're doing the opposite here. They're doing with the traditional bad guys wear black, good guys wear white. Yep. Ray is wearing white. I just don't- Kylo Ren wears black. One of the best parts of Frozen was the part where the the bad guy what? had the whole yes. romance and came, came up like a yes. good guy. That was one of the best subversion yes. of, of tropes ever. Yes, it was. Well, that's that's. Let's that's, keep talking about Frozen. This movie's like no bad guys have sharp teeth. Look, there's there is there is a place and time for subverting tropes. There is there is a place for going with them too, though. Yeah. Like traditional time standard uh, time. Uh, Withstanding, what's tested. that word? Tested, thank you. Time tested tropes also work for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a, a great way of telling people this is where you should, yeah. your, your, your alliances should lie. Like, so I, I, I'm not going to fault them for going with tropes. I'm yeah. not going to fault them for now when, when shows or movies or stuff subvert them mm-hmm. and turn them upside on their head. I'm also all for that. Like, I love that. But, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. You you, you made your bi- your bad guy wear black. That's bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing about that scene, because I assume it's the scene where Ray is like seeing her evil version of herself. That's her. The last Jedi test that you go through is facing your ultimate fear. So it's probably exaggerated. 
within her mind, too. I mean, just like in the originals, Luke goes into the cave on fights, Dagobah. Fights Vader. And he sees himself as Vader. Right. Like, it's an exaggeration but that, but, kind of thing. But but we know that we know that one's also a bullshit one because it wasn't even supposed to be his face at first. It wasn't? No, that yeah, was not. No. That was it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's... that's 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 going for like it's if, see, if we're gonna go with how it was Luke on its first draft yeah like, Lucas's <laughs> idea and then someone better coming in and saying no nah, this is nah, what we should stupid. do yeah like that's that's complete you have yeah. to go by what is shown in the movie yeah, hey, yeah. I'll, I'll, even if Lucas decides he wants to go and change what's shown in the movie afterwards <laughs> over could, and over I could spend all day talking about that <laughs> I know we did know. a whole episode <laughs> it, yeah it's not fair to hold everybody to the first draft because yeah. the first draft's never the the best draft no never that's not true my first drafts are always the best oh <laughs> I actually yeah I like self-published my first drafts too like an idiot <laughs> I am a first draft writer sorry if, if you really want to see what the first draft would have looked like just go read the graphic novel The Star Wars and yeah you'll yep. see how you feel about that <laughs> okay I, I like I like talking R2-D2 <laughs> which is I think it's Interesting that protocol droids are the only ones that talk in English, right? That's what C three PO is a protocol droid. Yeah, no, it, there's mm-hmm. there's certain types of droids. Human cyborg relations. Um, oh, K K two S O talked in English, right? No, it's not just protocol droids. It's the the ones that don't talk English are usually like service or maintenance droids, which mm-hmm. is what R two is. He's an um, astrodroid, right? He's an astromech droid. Yeah. Um, oh, and we and then we got the the new one, the the one that's voiced by J J Abrams in this one. He talks. Dio. Cute little. He just keeps Dio. saying no, 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 no. He's no. Uh, yeah. He sounds like Wally. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Steven did not like that thing. <laughs> no, no, that's what he says at first. Oh no, when, thank when you. Go, when they go him, he goes. He goes. No, thank you. <laughs> 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 Which, by the way, do you know, just again, because, you know, trivia is my life. Uh, the dude that plays John Ralphio mm-hmm. uh, actually did voiceover work for BB-8 in yep. the first movie. Him and someone else. Yeah, Him but and- they didn't actually use it. It was more just like on-set reference for what he was supposed to be conveying emotionally. Oh. Huh. Um, but they didn't actually use their voices for like the final product. It was just more like placeholder. So whenever BB-8 and Ray were talking to each other... John Ralphio was doing lines, and that's why she was <laughs> responding in English. Like, uh, Ray, there's a tree on me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ray. But um, in the original canon, uh, people didn't just understand the those beeps and bloops that those types of droids were doing. They would. That's why they needed to have or be paired with like a protocol droid. Or uh, in Empire Strikes Back, there's a scene where R2 is talking to Luke while he's in the X-wing. But it's being translated on this little screen. Yeah. It's telling him what he's saying. And then The Force Awakens all yeah. of a sudden. Oh, yeah. People can understand that, too, though. But if, if I assumed it was a Force thing, actually. A Force-sensitive thing was that you could kind of understand your droid. Well, if, if yeah, Han could eventually language. learn what Chewbacca Wookie. is saying, yeah, Wookie. Wookie, then I don't see why you can understand droid. Yeah. I mean, you're eventually going to pick up on language. Yeah. To me, it's a, it's a matter of time. I mean, the droids are around longer. I mean, at some point, you have you have to assume that droids are newer at older stages, yeah. and you and know. it's got to be harder to pick up on language though if you, if they don't have any body language. Yeah. Well, I also I like I feel like even with us with yeah. our pets at home, like you you understand your pet signals, you understand what they're thinking. But that's what I'm saying. They have like signals. It's kind of the same along a tail yeah. wiggle and and you know but nose if, and stuff like that. But I think Astro the droid doesn't do have that too. R2-D2 definitely has a personality, and so does BB. 
What happens if That's you ask fair. Alexa I, I, how she's feeling? Yeah, she would say she doesn't have feelings. She's they, mm. yeah. They they say something like I I like to I like serving you or something like that. Is what they usually say. Mm. Um, as a person who has a very old computer that I use daily, I 100% understand when my laptop is having a hard time doing what I'm asking it to do. Yep. That's fair. So I, I, I'm right there. They, they, I can understand computer. Okay. It's, I mean, think about the number of us that have emotional attachments to our inanimate objects and we talk to them and we tell them to, you know, stop that or stay there. Like, that's just human nature. That's fair. So okay, I'm very much off topic, but uh, what were you gonna say originally? <laughs> I don't know. What was I gonna say? I don't know. You were gonna ask me something. I don't know. I honestly don't remember. Thanks must a lot, not, Stephen. Must not have been important. Um, okay, so the idea of Ray. Let's just get to her. Uh, she is obviously at the beginning of this movie very powerful. Mm-hmm. In the way of the forest, she's been trained. We learn that she has been trained by Leia, mm-hmm. who then we later learn has been trained by Luke. Yep. yep. After Return of the Jedi, uh, Leia, which was great. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a really nice gap filler. Which it, yeah. that also that scene was filmed by Billy. No, is it her name? Billy Lord, uh, Carrie Fisher's daughter. Yeah, 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 she did. Yeah, yeah she yeah. Did, she did all the movement for that, and they they <gasps> superimposed Carrie Fisher's face on there. Um. Uh, she at the end of her trial, she sees uh, that her that Ben will die when she when he no when he finally be, no she will die when Ben finally becomes a Jedi. And the end of her Jedi, Jedi path, path was w- ended with um, Ben's death. Ben's death. Okay. Yeah. So she gives up being a Jedi at In that hopes point to yeah. stop that. Yeah. Anybody want to talk about that? No, cool. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I mean, that's like, I mean, that I, would be the choice I would make as a mother too. Like, yeah, I, yeah, but I, yeah, it but, still happens. So it's like, I mean, it's it's one of those like it's fantasy. So chasing destiny, it's like trying one to avoid destiny. Trying to avoid destiny is never going to work. Yeah, but I I liked the fact that it answered some of the questions and some of the the upset with what happened in the last jedi like all of a sudden leia under knows how to use the force like when did this happen what's going on so i liked that they kind of were like no she did complete some jedi training so she's got some of this you know force i also kind of tied back some things that were (laughs) yeah i also find it funny is that like so ray is getting is learning from leia who learned from luke who learned Mm -hmm. from yoda on on dagobah yeah now, yes, Yoda, very powerful Jedi, head of the Jedi Council at one point, you know, mm-hmm. you know all this stuff. But I assume before Anakin went in and killed a bunch of fucking Jedis and yeah. children and stuff like that, like there was classes and you had several different masters and yeah. people teaching you how to be a Jedi and stuff like that. Yep. Now you're having it handed down and you got to know that whenever you hand down information that way or teach someone... Things are getting lost. Things are getting changed. Like, how far away is Ray's training from academy training? Doesn't matter. She can do it all. <laughs> Probably fairly far. But again, you also have, I mean, there's the reference to the sacred text. So you have to assume that's some sort of yeah. textbook that was probably used. I mean, my guess is a lot of the difference in the training, as with most things, is not necessarily 
the information, but how hard you have to work to get access to yeah. the information mm-hmm. and the formatting in which the information is given to you. So it then becomes, you know, you can do this. You don't know why you can do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're in a classroom setting, you learn why you can do this, why this is the way this is. Here's what you can do. Yeah. Kind I think. I would actually say that Ray's training is probably more like the original training before the Giant Academy, before sort of like, I guess, the corporation of Jedi. <laughs> I, I think the Jedi that you get in the prequels is the worst version of the Jedi. Okay. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Yeah. And this is where, and I think this is also where like you get like, why can Ray heal? Why can that? I was like, probably because of that setting, they lost some of their power over the we're not even necessarily lose it i don't know how to describe what i'm trying to but they lost the healing truth of the jedi of the force itself because they made it too corporate almost or too well i mean too set in their ways yeah too standard too religious basically the way way i understand it is that like the reason people become sith or whatever is because they're looking for more power in a shortcut way right they're trying to yeah like uh the emperor is is trying to make his life longer kind of thing like like that's pretty close to healing yourself so i'm i, I would believe that they'd be like ah maybe we don't teach people how to do force healing yeah. kind of thing yeah like that's the a self-imposed little bit, limitations yeah that's it's a little too close to being evil kind of thing i it to me the force is a concept of like everything within nature it's the balance it's like a yin and yang type of thing and what the jedi and the sith did was they made it too black and white and, and that's one of the reasons i have i one of the issues i actually have with the ending of this movie is that you don't see the idea of, like, she's like, uh, maybe there are some things that are good about, you know, the dark side. Not not so much good about the dark side, but, like, maybe don't take everything into to extremes. Like, yes, yeah, she comes out with the gold saber at the mm-hmm. end. Like, so I, I, that means something I know in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Dead John, or not. Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you go into, like, Rebels. It, it is a thing. Yeah, they discuss that, like, the original guardians of, like, the, the, the Wills. Yeah, the Sentinels have uh, yellow sabers because they were attuned higher with the Force. Um, it, 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 there's a whole thing with it, but I honestly haven't bothered with it because it's like, meh. <laughs> nah, so, I, that's, I mean, that's all I'm saying is that, like, I expected there, and maybe that's my problem, is that I expected something that I didn't get, and now I'm a little upset about it. But I expected it to be, like, a whole... We just need to have balance. We need to... I mean, you can't sit there and be like, you can't have love. You can't have yeah. adventure and stuff like that. But you also can't seek to destroy everything. You can't seek to have all power. Like, you kind of just have to be able to use it to do good or to do stuff kind yeah. of thing. Well, except, I, at least for me, that was the ending I was looking for. Because the whole start of it was you're going to bring balance to the force. You're going to bring balance to the universe. And it was the good guys and the bad guys each trying to say, no, no, us winning brings balance. No, us winning brings balance. No, uh, And you get to an end where, no, maybe just balance is balance. Mm-hmm. Maybe there is a lot more gray and nobody wins is balance. Okay. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So Ray uh, finds out that she is not the daughter of, or she's not a lost Skywalker. She's not the daughter of Obi Wan. She is actually the granddaughter of Palpatine. Bum, bum, bum. Um, which was hinted at in the first movie. Yep. Um, which first movie? The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, the way that she fights with the lightsaber is like if you compare it side by side, exactly how Palpatine fights in uh, Revenge of the Sith. Aww. 
um, these really weird lunging strikes. It's like kind of technical and kind so of a weird little details. Cool. But, um, so you feel that fighting stance is hereditary? Like there's something. Uh, I mean, it was probably like some kind of force influence, but it was definitely meant to be a visual like hint at it, like a callback. Because um, I mean, you okay, don't do that by hint. accident. Got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was. Um, there was a whole. Um, uh, what was it? The film theorist episode about it that he called it since the first movie came out. Like, yeah, she's gonna be a Palpatine. You'll see. And then when the second movie came out, it was like, oh, she was a nobody, and her parents were drunks, and they sold her into slavery. And he was like, well, that throws that theory out. And um, that's actually kind of exciting because now you don't know who she is. It's just the Force can appear in anyone, and it doesn't depend on lineage and all that stuff. And I mean, for all its faults and other reasons why I hate The Last Jedi, it did have some good ideas. It mm. posited some interesting questions. It was also just really, really dumbly, like, like the story was just not well told. Um but yeah, they had this idea of like the force is manifesting itself. It still exists in the world, and uh, you can see it with like that little stable boy. And obviously, he can, can manipulate, and he's inspired by the story of Luke Skywalker. You know, he's also you know a little uh, slate boy, farmhand type situation, and he might grow up to be the next hero. We don't know. Like they're setting up some cool ideas. Well, it I, just wasn't what should have been in that movie. I got I got the sense that that's what Ray is going to be doing from now on, going to find force sensitive people yeah. seeing if she can train them kind of stuff and like start that. the whole thing all over again starting with finn <laughs> oh yeah which turns out he's force sensitive yeah. do you feel yeah. like that was his big mm-hmm. secret yes, yes god that was his secret okay. why are people questioning it abrams actually said on twitter that that was what it was it was just from a different yeah. cut of the movie that but the didn't way, quite line up and then, so. okay that's fine and, and that's what i figured his secret was too but like you don't say hey i have something to tell you right before we're about to die kind of thing that's not that thing like why is it a big secret why is it hey i don't want to tell anybody that i'm force sensitive like that's dumb that's a dumb secret and he holds on to it even when they question him i was like yeah that's yeah. not yeah. the time he's like, yeah, about to the get time. why is now not the time maybe tell me the first time it happens i'll be so, like dude i'm force sensitive <laughs> i'm oh, telling shit, everybody i'm gonna get a lightsaber I bitches <laughs> Especially since he had to, to tell his taxi driver the minute he got cast <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. sorry steven go ahead Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, no, I think there's supposed to be a scene that was missing. Yeah. yeah so, like, yeah. so you guys remember in X-Men, there's that one line, <laughs> like the X-Men movies, the the old 90s ones, um, 2000s ones. Um, okay. Okay. There's okay. that line that Toad says, uh, or he's like, he says, like, or um, Storm says to him, you know what happens to a frog in, in lightning or whatever? Same thing that happens to everybody else. Or everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Yeah. But the th- whole reason that line happens is because throughout the original version of the movie, he said, like, you know what a frog does or whatever? You know what happens to a frog in this? And he said it like 30 fucking times. Yeah. Uh-huh. But the only one <laughs> we got is when she says it to him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because they didn't, they couldn't cut out more of Halle Berry's lines. Like, they had already, like, yeah. made her so little in that movie. Well, they determined that Ray Park didn't need to speak. <laughs> I mean, Ray Park is always best but, when he like, doesn't speak. <laughs> So like for for that for that thing like I think there was probably some other scene where he was going to try to tell her something, and then that scene got cut, and so that one seems super out of nowhere, and you're like, the fuck, why, what? Well, if the if some of the internet reporting is to be believed, um, mm. there's been a lot of reports that the that yes that uh, one of the stipulations that Abrams had for coming back to the series because he didn't really want to do it was he had to have creative control, and so like. The final version of the movie that we got is actually like committee based. Like he filmed 
something kind of different from what this is. He says that this is, uh, well, he hasn't said it in these words, but he basically said what you're saying on screen is not what he shot. I basically <clears throat> there's another edit, another yeah, cut. There's yeah, a JJ yeah. cut. There's, but, yeah, just like everything yeah, else. Give, it's been give coming us the out Abrams cut. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't think that can be too true. Yes, there's a lot that an editor can do, but in a highly CG the, movie, the like entire this, first Star Wars movie. <laughs> but yeah. in a highly yep. CG movie, you can't really manipulate all that much. Like, I mean, you can't edit because you can only film what you can film. Like, you can't. There can't be a lot of scenes that are out of order because the green screen's not going to work that way. Is what I'm saying. Well, I think they had a overall version of the movie, and then they just whittled it down to where we got this because i mean we know there was a lot of voiceover <clears throat> leia obviously wasn't or uh, carrie fisher wasn't alive to film any of mm. these scenes unfortunately so they filmed yeah. around her a lot and that's one of the things that i had the most problem with is that how much we had to manipulate dialogue mm. so that the lines that they had of her saying things make sense if you know if you understand yeah. what i'm saying yeah like especially yeah, that yeah. first scene with poe and her mm-hmm. like the things that he's saying is like people don't talk that way yeah. you don't say words in that that yeah. fashion you know but what it else? makes sense for her response you know what else what people don't say in star wars though people don't say cool and yet you have a stormtrooper that says hey the knights of ren cool, cool. And that really <laughs> irked me so bad. You know why it worked you? Because that's Star Wars fans. <laughs> no, like this, those yeah. are the biggest Star Wars fans. I mean, those are the, the 501st. Those are like, hey, All right, Knights Star of Wars Ren, to, cool. What's the word for cool in Star Wars then? Uh, I mean, huh? if is Nerf Herder is the yes, same as word. motherfucker. They're, they're, yeah. it's, it's, it's probably like Jumja or some bullshit. No, it's... Uh, I, I hate this, but the word for cool in Star Wars is wizard. Where does it come from? <laughs> it comes from Lucas. Okay, the I don't care guy, what Lucas says. <laughs> the same guy who said jizz is, is what Space yes. Jazz is. Yes, exactly. Jizz I, don't, jazz. I don't care. He's the Wizard. same person that told Carrie Fisher that oh they don't God, have underwear in outer space. Yeah, just because he didn't want her to wear underwear. That gives Ooh, a whole to the term. Wizard? Like, what hands. the hell? <laughs> That's the worst thing ever. Yeah, I'll take cool over wizard any day. Wasn't the... Wasn't there the whole thing about the the Jedi back in the day? They just like poop their pants. Or no, that was that was Harry Potter. That was Harry they Potter. Just Potter. Their pants and then, no, no, they didn't poop their pants. They away. just uh, yeah, they uh, uh, what was it called? They, <laughs> they uh, freaking wizard splinched it away or something. I don't know. It was, yeah, that they teleported it. See, it, yeah, they just like why do you wait till after it comes out of your butt? Why not just take it out of your colon? Like wait, what? Well, no, Listen, you have man, to. Okay, we are like they're not spiraling out of control. Wizards. But here's so, yes. Here's here's my thing. It, the whole "that's not Star Wars" vernacular is based off of the original three. Except the whole point of language and the whole point of vernacular is this things change. Like we don't call things the bee's knees anymore. We call it cool. We really should. We call it cool. Whoa. And you're talking about. I still say the bee's knees. <laughs> you're we not need to a bring true bee's knees back. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, you're special. Um, <laughs> I still say Wonderbar. But so. The whole concept of the Star Wars movies is that we're talking about quite a space of time. Like, there, mm-hmm. there's there's huge amounts of time in between these movies. I would expect the language to change. I would expect the technology to change. Yeah. I would expect the powers we have to change. I mean, think about technology arcs just in reality. But yeah. it should change well, within context. I don't see how they could well, come up with the vernacular of cool 
here, it could be something else. They could have said like, well, it's the same. It's just it, it, it's flex, flex. It's not that. That's flex, flex man. It's, I mean, come on. It's I, I. You're gonna say that you just didn't like this in the first you place. You know that but there's, yeah. a, there's a there's a there's uh, a analog for the word fuck in Star Wars. I'm sure there yeah, is. I'm there sure. is in Klingon That's, also. It's yeah. just, it's because you can, you know what? You can say that whatever that analog is on film and not get a rated R. Uh-huh. That's why. Yeah. But you don't need to, you don't need to change it for cool. It's, it's Han Solo saying, sorry, you know, bad connection kind of thing or whatever it is. He says is saying, everything's fine here. You know, yeah, malfunction, malfunction, you know, it, it's, it's just, we're bringing in our words. It's, just think of the whole movie as being translated from whatever dead space language it's supposed to be being spoken. Yeah, yeah. it's it's being localized. Yeah. I, I wanted well, to so, like use that logic, but it just <laughs> it really took me out. That's that's just <laughs> hilarious. That, that, that it one did. moment oh was just God. like I'm sorry. This is bad. Right. I'm sorry that it did. Yeah. Let's. But, get, no, I, but, I was like, no, John. I I I I'm with you. <laughs> Because I have picked way crazier hills to die on about way smaller things. So I should not nitpick this. What am I? This reminds me of like something I saw on Twitter or some, some meme where they were talking about like this speech that Yoda gave in the prequels is all like smart, intelligent, whatever speech about metaphors and whatever. And then they show the line of they fly now from the new ones, like comparing the two lines. And I was like, why would Yoda ever speak? Like people that were raised in this, like Yoda is like five, two hundred years old, whatever. Like, of course he speaks like that. Like, why are we well, comparing these lines years. at all? Yeah, that's you know? also yeah, that's another. If we're gonna start getting into nitpicking, I then this is gonna be a long podcast because oh, the whole they fly now <laughs> is such bullshit. Stormtroopers have been able to fly since the old Republic days. They have jet troopers. Why is this news but, all of a sudden that yeah, they can do this? Jedi have been a thing for so many days, yet nobody remembers yeah. them in this current universe either. That's what I was going to say. That's also stupid. That uh, I, I mean, think I think that would, even though, as we now know from, well, we knew that from uh, previous Star Wars, yeah. uh, Yoda's race, and then now Mandalorians, you know, they obviously mm. have a super long lifespan, right? Maybe regular humanoid-looking people do not have a long lifespan. Maybe their generations end after, or their yeah, their lifespan ends after fifty. So you have to create new things, and memories go away faster. Just like that episode of of Doctor Who where they create Jenny. You know, yeah. like yeah. Th- th- it was only been a week that they've been at this war, but it's been generations for them. And if you look at, I mean, within the Star Wars universe, particularly all of the Outer Rim. Like life is very hard, so you're probably looking at the lifespans of dark ages or medieval Europe, and yeah, you're looking at mm-hmm. 20, 30 years as the average lifespan, because most women die in childbirth, and most people don't make it out of childhood. So now the real, I, but they do, they do have medical droids though, so they do have good health technology. There's but you get to it. Out of, yeah, if you can get to it, yeah. They have a high deductible. Uh, so, look, okay, so I'm going to try to keep this kind of pedantism to a minimum, but the original reason... Are you now? <laughs> this is a minimum? Okay. Yes. The original reason... The original reason why the whole thing of, like, Han Solo's line in The New Hope of, like, I've been to one edge of the galaxy to the other, I've seen a lot of strange stuff, but I've never seen anything that makes me believe in the Force, 
And the reason why Jedi's weren't that well known, especially by the end of the original trilogy, or yeah, the original trilogy, was because Jedi's were actually very rare. They were akin to like Buddhist monks, like only the most dedicated would go to like a hilltop somewhere remote and like practice their whole lives to get to that level. Well, I mean, yeah, you could have like martial artists, you could have people who are force sensitive, but never to the point where a full on Jedi Knight could actually attain like that was actually extremely rare and that was more believable that most people either thought they were made up or exaggerated or what have you it was probably now, also safer with the imperial with and the, the empire and the empire also did have it. like a big thing of like propaganda of also trying See, to that's where, yeah um, propaganda, you yeah. know uh, basically say like that's made up that's not real the empires you know you're only you know whatever but the prequels change all of that because then Lucas was like, no, now they were like the police of the galaxy and they were like, they had a huge thing and the litter in it, the, yeah, whatever. So, but that's originally why. So, but I feel like the rebels would know about it. Like, I feel like that would be their legend that they would build rebellion on is like this idea of like powerful wizard-like people. I mean... But not if you don't have them around anymore. Cool, cool like well, people. Yeah, yeah, but I still think they would use it I think they did, model. though. They had General Leia. They had Gen- or General Organa. They had General Han- or Solo. They had General uh, Lando. Like, these are the people they, they base their, their new legends off of. They didn't tell the story of these magical wizards that can't come help us anymore, but a man or a woman can rise up and be a new general. Plus, you yeah. wouldn't really <clears throat> glorify the Jedi as far as fighting against the Empire, because they obviously lost against them, so... It would be against the ones. Well, that, it's just the one, well, the but, one particular guy one that came killer. in and killed everybody. <laughs> well, purge. It, the other, the other thing is, is I mean, but to your point of them being rare, is even in the prequels, like the entire galaxy, there is one Jedi Academy, and all of its pupils fit in that one room. Like, well, it was, it was very selective. Like, well, exactly. So you, yeah. I, I mean, that rarity could still be at play. I mean. 20 people in a galaxy of 40 gajillion, like, I mean, who knows how big the universe actually is, because we only follow one storyline, but. (laughs) Hey, that's why we got Rogue One, and now Mandalorian. (laughs) But so the rarity could still be in play, even with the prequels taken into consideration. Okay, so getting back to rarity, and to the actual movie, (laughs) uh, Palpatine is the grandfather mm-hmm. now yeah. is he a straight up biological grandfather or is he is it more like the way that he manipulated anakin's mother into having anakin kind of thing no i think they implied that he got it on with someone he got it on yeah. with someone had a daughter who then son. a son had a son it's and then the, mary got got it on with another woman who then had gray that's how yeah. it works where did you get this <laughs> from because i did not get that from the movie um, I think it's I, uh, I saw a review of the visual guide and that had a lot of yeah. really like necessary information. Oh, okay. I'm guessing maybe in a different cut because it looked like they filmed a lot more just from the way it was edited that was probably taken out with the parents um, to explain a little bit more of that backstory. Um, but some things also didn't really make sense and we'll get to that at, at a later point. I don't know how much later you're going to get because this is already 40 minutes long. Wow. <laughs> okay, then screw that. Um, what was your question? Just again? bring it up. How, oh, yeah. how does Palpatine, how did he have, I mean, I'm guessing maybe it could have been a concubine. Maybe he took on a wife. We don't actually have any of that information at this point. Is it still possible up it could have been before he became 
Maybe his seed was stolen from him. Just like <laughs> just like Watchmen. <laughs> uh, who would want that? Steven. I love Steven. Just comes out of nowhere with a laugh. Uh. I, I get the impression that it occurred before the prequels. Is the is the yeah. impression I'm left with? Uh, yeah. But just based on put, the visuals. would put her older. I could just see what I could see one of those the, black medical droids that now it's like inserting this. Oh jeez. Oh, Sorry. But I mean, it, it wouldn't be uncommon for somebody who's Sith. I mean, because the whole point is to forego the Jedi, you know, celibacy. Right, right. So no, him I taking understand a wife that. makes perfect sense. Was he ever, I mean, he wasn't ever a Jedi, right? No. 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 He just is a guy who is force sensitive and decided the way of the light was bad. I can do dark, uh, more power with dark. Well, he it, got attached to Darth Plagueis. Uh, Darth Plagueis. So that's who trained him. Like, it. it I get the impression that the Sith had the same version of the Jedi, just not as an academy. All right, so so in another th- okay, go ahead, a John. bunch of random cult followers. <laughs> so yeah. I wrote about this in an article. Um, you'll have to proofread that or something uh-huh. at some point. Yep. Um, but it should be out by the time this comes out. Oh, excellent. Okay, so so go um, to our website and check out what John had to say. <laughs> yes, <laughs> in more excruciating detail. Um, so basically, the rule of two. That gets brought up in here mm-hmm. in a couple of different interesting ways. Um, but for the sake of brevity, essentially, the Sith have their own version of the Jedi, whatever. Uh, in the old Republic days, it got dwindled down to, like, there should only be two, a master and an apprentice. And this movie posits the idea that the reason for that is that um, because one of the things that the Sith try to do is circumvent death. They cannot be part of the living force, so when they die, they essentially you know, dissipate and disappear forever. Uh, they can't live on. So it's hinted at in Revenge of the Sith that Darth Plagueis figured out the secret to how to keep living forever. Um, and uh, in this movie, it's kind of implied that that is that the reason why there's only two is that a master has to train an apprentice until he's strong enough to kill the master, and then the master somehow gets transferred into the apprentice, and thus begins the cycle of now that looking for a new apprentice that could someday become stronger. It's always with the goal of creating a stronger vessel for yourself. And this is why it looks like Palpatine was really like, hey, you need to kill me so that you can take your rightful place. And... um, that just gets really like it's dropped like a bombshell, but yeah. then it disappears, and it's like, okay, so does this mean that now there's absolutely no more Sith, and he's gone forever because he had no vessel to go into? Uh, how did he survive in the first place? That's also like not really. They say like Sith magic or Sith alchemy or something like that, uh, or maybe even Sith cloning. So that was the thing that I yeah. I really got out of the whole thing is that the Sith would rather team up magic or force whatever you want with science yeah whereas jedi are just about mm, just the magic just the force yeah. mostly just magic yeah um because we get into the whole cloning thing like he created snoke he just mm-hmm. straight up cloned him you see clone bodies of snoke sitting in, in tubes or whatever which is a weird retcon and also why do all the clones also look really fucked up why i think that was the look- point i think that's the point you to give him a, a facade that was mm-hmm super weird and super mm. evil looking. I'm evil. Yeah. Uh, it was a way for to gain uh, fear. Kylo to also attach to it because he didn't that's how he feels inside. It's okay. an out, outward looking as what he feels inside of him. So, uh with that is this body 
or is this Palpatine the actual Palpatine, or is it a clone Palpatine? I think that's a possibility. Yes, it is. Now, there's a graphic novel called Dark Empire, which serves as uh, an official sequel. Well, it used to function as an (laughs) official sequel to Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Mm -hmm. It takes place, I believe, uh, five to ten years after the events. And it's actually really cool because it does a lot of fan service, I think, in a good way. But it also presents the idea that, and this was, you know, way before Attack of the Clones came out or anything. So um, it was one of the first times in Star Wars that it really presents a strong case of like what cloning actually means in this world, in this universe. Um, so essentially, what it says is that the Emperor has a backup of bodies that he inhabits. That is, uh, the mm. Emperor that we see in Return of the Jedi is actually not even the original Emperor anymore. That the uh, the use of dark side <laughs> power essentially just like deteriorates your body at, a, at, a, at an accelerated rate and that's how he was able to cheat death he would just transfer his consciousness or his soul into a new clone body every time the current one would um start to fail uh well yeah would, would start to like you know just become decomposed and even in the movie he says this is not like the first time i have died or something like that yeah. which implies that th- this is something he does on the reg now which makes me think that when vader throws his body down the shaft like he died and his consciousness goes mo- into the next moves body. into the next clone which also happened to be on that uh, was it a death star in return of the jedi what was it that they had their fight in and it was the Death Star. Yeah. Okay, it's the new remade Death Star or whatever yeah. they're trying to make. Yeah. Since it was on the Death Star and it was it was being destroyed or crumbling, it's like that's why that Palpatine still has all the crumbled fingers and is looking decayed because even though it's a clone that's alive, it's still been damaged. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I, he, I actually he was able to pick up on something. Make, he can only make copies of his present self, not like Ripper to... Uh, no, no, no. I'm saying that that body was probably in pristine condition. It just happened to also be on a tube that was in the Death Star as it was crashing. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it was a damaged body, but it was enough for him to transfer his consciousness okay. over to. You know, I really enjoyed the a lot of the visual things in the movie. Like that long claw that he was attached to that was like some kind of life support system. It, it looked like the Animus from... <laughs> from uh, Hellraiser? The, no, from the... Uh, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed movie. Thank you, oh. yeah. Yeah, the movie, though. Yeah, not the, the movie, not the video game. Oh, okay. There's a character in hellraiser 2 um that just kind of has something like that but anyway um yeah but it it doesn't explain really what it is you just kind of assume that it's some kind of life support thing and you never see what it's attached to because they're inside of a temple and it's a really really high ceiling you never actually see where it's coming from it just looks huge it's like super tall and um like there's all these Sith worshippers in this thing, but you never see any of their faces. You, Who are just, you people? So that's what I was going to ask. Hooded figures. That's another thing in that temple. To me, those were other Sith ghosts, right? No, they were people. Wor- they were worshippers. They were worshippers of the Sith. Is oh, it's I not was... past Sith masters and apprentices or no, whatever. That's not no. what I got. Oh, that's what I got. No, they were. They just kind of showed up out of nowhere for me. They were like, yes, a lot of this movie does that. Yeah. It's just, okay, here's this. Before you can really think about it, now we're on to this other thing. And it just really ran. See, what I think this movie was doing is. (laughs) Well, see, the idea for me is like when she's like, I have all the Jedi in me, all the Jedi that ever existed are inside of me. Like, I felt like that was the same for the Sith. It's about, it's two sides of the same coin. Like, why couldn't it be all of the Sith? I would say that, but. I noticed it when I watched it the second time when the temple comes down, it's crushing them as mm-hmm. opposed to them just disappearing away. Yeah. That's why. Cause at first I thought that too, okay. kind of sort of, I was like, maybe they're just like ghosts of the past, but then it actually shows them dying and they're being 
crushed by rubble so to me that means they're an actual physical being and he addresses them a few times it was yeah. like now your faith is going to be rewarded or something like she, that she throws a lightsaber and luke catches it so you can address ghosts well yeah but i i mean you just broke me <laughs> i i didn't get that impression because you also have all of the people who are manning all of the ships yeah, but those that, to me that was just that's workers. Those are people that needed a job. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, except they they've been living on this planet while building these ships, so there has to be like oil riggers. How did you hide building all those ships? That's it's, it's because a it's big a planet, galaxy. It's a planet you can't I find. Know, but still, I'm like. But then again, I guess they hid building the Death Star and the yeah, <laughs> other things. Too. So okay. never mind. To that point, I think one of the reasons I was able to enjoy this movie was because uh, at least for my first viewing. Um, I just kind of have to regress to like five-year-old me and not really think of the logic. Just yes. like, okay, he... he These are kids' movies. He Yeah, he <laughs> built an army. He hit them underground, underwater in this like strange planet. And they're all fully manned, staffed. They have completely different armor. All the ships have Death Star lasers now. Okay, don't think about it too hard. Just And, and was, that's how I was able to just kind of enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. Don't think about the engineering that went behind it, the logistics, where he got the budget for this kind of thing, and then you're okay. But I yeah, just, if you start to scrutinize it, then... See, to me, it was that he just used a lot of the the Star Destroyers that were part of his fleet before Return of the Jedi, and after they they came down, like he just collected the pieces and put them together. Like, yeah. That's to me. That's what that was. That well, is that, stated. In... Each one had a planet killing weapon on it. That each was one of those. Yeah. Well, and that was my one thing. Where I was like, how? Mm, well, it's technology. How do you hide I, that? Your cell phone now is better than the one that was ten years ago. Yeah, that's true. I mean, <laughs> and, and if someday I'll have a death ray on my. You galaxy. will. You <laughs> if, will. If you if you assume that in the Star Wars universe, like in the regular world technology is exponentially growing yeah. right 50 years is probably enough to go from a single death star to i mean 20 of them. to 20 or 30 or 40 just of them. three years ago they had a whole planet become a galaxy uh, you know with sun destroyer whatever it was called yes. it was yeah. star killer star, star killer base which turned out to be uh again this wasn't anywhere in the movies and i hate when they do that but that turned out to be the planet Ilum, which in star wars lore that's where Jedi's used to go to get their kyber crystal because yeah. it was oh. a planet that was like really rich with them and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so apparently they used that planet because they needed. I thought they went to Jeddah. No, Jeddah was just a place that used to have a, like an old Jedi temple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Steven, you've been very quiet through all this. Did we break you? No, you guys are handling it. There's no parts <laughs> for me to like to say anything. This is good. See. And John, to your point of just kind of like dropping these bombs, I was okay with it because most of the bombs being dropped were all about Sith yeah. history. And we very clearly up until this point have only really ever followed Jedi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So dropping all this knowledge, dropping all these bombs was fine with me because I was like, okay, nobody's ever explored this because the Sith are just bad. So you just ignore them. Yeah. Like you, they have nothing to provide us in terms of information until we're forced to see it. So I was kind of okay with that because it wasn't a bunch of, Jedi information where it's like, okay, no, you've had eight movies. This should have been somewhere in it. Yeah. That would have been such a cool thing to do to have something that was more Sith centric. So, yeah. you know, I, to me, that's, that's why it was okay to just kind of drop these things and just let them, because that's the way you would experience it. Uh, 
if for instance, like after the Cold War, all of a sudden we got all this Russian history because it had been locked down for a hundred years and none of us got, you know, nobody got to study it outside the world. Mm-hmm. Yet it, so all of a sudden you just get this wave of information for something that you've never studied because they're Plus, the bad guys. There's also a concept when you're writing is like your audience should know about what your main characters know. And so all the main characters in this current universe don't know anything about the Sith. So that's why it's dropping as bombs because it's dropping as bombs for them as well. It's probably why I like the TIE Fighter game so much on PC because <laughs> you see it from the Empire's point of view. And it's like, yeah. by which, the end of it, you're like, yeah, screw the Rebels. <laughs> which then brings me to something else. How, how excited were you guys when you saw what a TIE Fighter's wings does? <laughs> <laughs> when, in the very Mandalorian? Very cool. Was that Mandalorian? That was Mandalorian, Mandalorian dude. <laughs> My bad. Anyways, it all kind of is running together. It, all, it is really nice. Anyways, um, Kylo Ren then. We have his big turn. Well, first, passing stuff amongst each other while in force limbo or whatever astral plane, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. How do you feel it's, about that? When they're being, uh, I like they're it. being Leglomenses. Leglomenses. What? From Harry Potter. Oh, Legilimens, you mean? That's the one. There we go. Know. Okay. I yeah. No I, which... I was like, I was like, wait a second. What? <laughs> What's legitimacy? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, so the whole thing, there's the whole part where Snape trains Harry Potter to like not have his mind open to uh, Voldemort. Oh, that's occlumency. Like, this movie yeah. is that it's it's Harry Potter and then Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. Wait, which like, Avatar? That, that whole thing between the two of them. And then the end of the whole thing is like, I am everything that is the Sith. And she's like, I'm everything Jedi. And so it's, it's, it's Avatar. It, no, it was like, the end of Harry Potter. Oh, they the just shot Avatar. the laser at each other and then the bad guy evaporated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kylo Ren. So, Kylo Ren, yes. Uh, there was something really awesome that I liked about his character, starting with the Force Awakens, in which they introduced the idea that even though you're a Darksider, you could feel the pull to the light. Just like a light sider, a Jedi uh, yeah. could feel the temptations of the dark side. That was an interesting concept that you've never seen up until this point. Mm-hmm. You always just assume, because Yoda said, once you start on the path of the dark side, forever will it dominate your destiny. And uh, it's like, that's it. You just, you're evil and there's no gray area. Um, Kylo Ren constantly battling and trying to seek like comfort from the soul of Darth Vader, saying, "Hey, like I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I'm strong enough to do it." Where else is that from? That sounds really familiar. Um, that the is Force Awakens, the other movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, like that idea was really cool. Him being conflicted, finding Rey, and realizing, oh, like you're like my other half. Like we have this thing together. Well, and they even call them something now. They're diodes. They are diodes of the Force. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. They're, like, they're the yin and the yang. They yeah. literally yin need yang. each other. Literally yes. yin and yang, yeah. Yeah. Um, all of these <laughs> literally. things... Literally. <laughs> literally. <laughs> all of I these like things <laughs> were really neat. And that was one of the few things that I thought was genuinely interesting in The Last Jedi also, of him saying, like, the Jedi, the Sith, the Empire, all this is bullshit. Let's start something new, like, together. And uh, But by the end, he start, like just ends by negging her. And I was like, no, that's not how you do it, man. Come on. <laughs> be a little more charming than that. And... Um, it like this one kind of turns it around, but I feel like it was so rushed that they were trying to get to that that it didn't feel earned. I did yeah. not get enough Ben Solo. 
Yeah. I really did not. I got that one <laughs> fight scene and I fell in love and then, yeah. <laughs> and was, then he was, was gone. Was it his gap sweater? Is that what it was for you? Like, I thought that was no. so dumb. No, it was just all of a sudden when he's not. And that's the other thing I kind of noticed. Like, the lightsaber he chose for his dark side, it's such a heavy thing. It always drove me nuts. Like, why would you choose such a lugger? of a thing and then you see like how great of a freaking fighter he is with something lighter when he's light and you're just like yes like this is and just and it's the shrug it was the shrug it was the Han Solo shrug I was like (laughs) no and not only that it was when he fell and he said ouch and I was like he has a sense of humor hidden in there like (laughs) and then he did the shrug and I'm like oh my god I need more of this and then they do the the iconic now shot that I'm gonna have to turn into a screensaver at some point where they both are standing side by side and they have their lightsabers at the ready and I'm like that's the shot (laughs) (laughs) side by side together but did he point Yes, he did. did. Does he sh- yeah. does he do the, the he, Harrison Ford finger wagger? He, he, he yes. pointed to Hux early on, yeah. and I was like, yes. "Well done, <laughs> that was perfect." See what oh, I we didn't even talk about Hux. Go ahead. What I like about uh, the the storyline, I, I get that we didn't get enough of him at the end, but yeah, but the fact that he doesn't make it out to me is is well it. It's absolutely necessary. It's absolutely necessary because he can't become like pure good guy. Like he's done too much, but it doesn't mean he can't be redeemed. He can't be redeemed. I'm sorry. (laughs) He did so much evil in those first two movies. If you redeem it, no, yes, he does. But yes, like to me, it's the same reason that Darth Vader had to die. Like, you can have a redeeming moment, but you don't get to be the hero. Yeah. I just don't think that they needed the kiss. I don't. It does not belong. There was, there was a big enough portion of the fan base I that really had need I, for it. I honestly didn't think I needed it until I thought it was going to happen. And I was like, are they going to kiss? 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 And then they did. And I was like, why am I so happy? Like, I was so not for shipping these two. And now all of a sudden I'm like, yes, make out. Like, that, that was one of those things that like I was talking about. Like You gave at least a segment of the fan base that really wanted that. You gave that kiss to them. And then you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> I don't get a happy ending. It's just, it's taken away. It's like, like, here it is. Yeah, no. And now it's gone. Yeah. All, all you shippers, it, it was there. It was there shippers. and it's it gone. It was there, but it's gone now. But it's just it's 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 a, especially because they it's wouldn't a give us Poe backwards <laughs> slide. It's the he's a bad boy, but I can change him. Like it's, well, except she doesn't. I mean, she yes, she does. She offers it to him over and over. Well, she offers I offered it, it to Ben. I yes. wanted to be a part of Ben, not a part of Kylo. Like that's she, dumb. She offers it to him, but she has no problem leaving when he's not willing to take it. Yeah, and it wasn't her that changed him. It was himself it was his, it was with his, his dad and his mom. It, it was his that, parents that, that changed. That him. would have been Leia's line. It would have been Leia, yeah. If Carrie Fisher was so alive, unfortunately, yeah, they had right, to bring right. they had to bring Harrison Ford to Even repeat then, his lines from Force Awakens. Still cried, but, <laughs> but so, so it was like, oh my god, because well, Rey leaves multiple originally. times. Yeah, what like do you mean she, that's how it was supposed to play out. Like that's that was the ideal that was supposed to happen. That he gives his lightsaber to his dad and he like leaves it all behind and starts. You mean in Force Awakens? Well, like that's what was that's the, the goal. hope. Yes, that yes, yeah. Hope. I understand that. I understand. It's a new hope. I didn't think it was. It was. He was Doctor Manhattan having the conversation in two different places. I'm just saying, it, it was dumb just to have the same line said again. I mean, if if Carrie Fisher can can project into 
I'm not, sorry, Carrie. Princess or General Organa can project into uh, <laughs> Ben. You know, just her, call her slave Leia. <laughs> Leia can project into Ben an uh, image of her fa- his father. Like, why have those lines? Well, I mean, she did interfere because, like, and actually, I really like that scene when he's fighting her. He's not fighting to beat her; he's fighting to like subdue her because he finally wins like the fight. If it wasn't for Leia intervening at that moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, Ray wouldn't have been able to get the upper hand and then stab him through the yeah, gut. Yeah, I understand that. So she was intervening, but obviously, yeah, you know, because she was no longer physically available, they gave that to. Han Solo, but that was also a good callback. It was a good way to kind of bring it back. This movie felt like it was Abrams redoing what could be perceived as the damage that Ryan Johnson did. You're you're coming at that as a person who does not like Last Jedi. There are plenty of people who like Last Jedi. There's plenty of people who didn't, though. It's the worst rated movie. To me, the callback and the reason you do the exact same lines is because Mm -hmm. Ben is fighting with the choices that he made. Yeah. And that's a very distinct choice he made. This is giving the the wrong character the idea that I can uh, if that I just made the wrong choice. Like it's it's taking the responsibility out of his hands. Well, I think it's doing the exact opposite. Yeah. I made a choice. I made the wrong choice, but I made that choice because I'm replaying this to try and make a different choice. It's not, you know, oh, if Hans had beaten me, no, I made a choice, and if I had the opportunity to choose again. Would I make the same choice? Yeah, that's what it is. He also realized he was <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> it was beautiful, and I cried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna say? Uh, so he, he also realized he was being bamboozled because we find out at the beginning it was like, oh no, you were never hearing the voice of Darth Vader. That was me. Oh like, yeah, the both the voices well, in your the, head. That was the thing. I, that was one thing I did like about Kylo Ren in this movie. Like he. He's not, he didn't immediately just he's, he he didn't side with Palpatine. He's like I'm doing what Palpatine thinks I'm doing because I want him to to have false whatever security. so that I can yeah security so that I can fucking kill him like I did Snoke. But it's she pretty much other, straight up tells Palpatine right when he meets him I'm just gonna fucking yeah, kill you. <laughs> but it's a, it's like because it's it would be dumb for him just to go from one master to the next master and they didn't do that so that was okay. <laughs> okay, I don't like that. His his whole character arc thing is just him being like, no, fuck this powerful person above me. Like he's he's like a rebellious teenager the whole time, and the only person that he likes is the one that can't actually talk. Oh, Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I think that's the concept of false idols. Like, I mean, you you think that you know we hold the people that we never met, but we hear stories of as something that they're not. And we build our our concepts around those. I mean, you see it with historical figures all the time. The founding fathers wouldn't do this. Well, the founding fathers were also awful people in a lot of ways. So <laughs> and you don't know because you can't talk to them. You don't know. And yeah. You can't talk to them, but you idolize them, and so and you make decisions based off of what you think they would want or what they would do. And so I, I, I don't know. I I think the seeing that it's all about choice as opposed to you start down the dark side path and forever you'll be down the dark side path is an interesting storyline. Yeah. It could have just been Jedi propaganda. It probably was (coughs) because they became a corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was something else I was going to go into. Oh, Hux. So I really felt bad for... uh, I did not at all. 
No. <laughs> not, 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 not for Hux. I felt bad for... Donald um, Gleason. Donald Gleason. Thank you. First two movies, he has such a huge part. Sure. And then this one, he comes in, I'm the... the, the what the fuck's the word? Mole. The spy. The spy. I'm the spy. Yeah. For yes. such a petty reason, And too. then he just... Yeah. <laughs> I just freaking I, hate his I face. don't want Kylo to win. But, <laughs> but here's the thing. Like... That's much more realistic than like I've changed yeah. my heart. Like no, yeah. now most people who are double agents do so because they've got some sort of personal grievance. Like the they're my, like the enemy of my enemy kind of thing. Yeah. But it's just that he 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 has that line, he has that reveal, and then he's dead. Like the next scene. <laughs> so well, you gotta wrap it up. You know? yeah. But, yeah. but like that's what I'm saying. Well, Donald yeah, Gleason had such a huge meaty part throughout the first two movies. He's he's like, nah, it's it's me and it's Kylo, and we're both going for Snoke, like kind of thing. And then the end of the second movie, fuck, he killed Snoke. I guess I gotta follow him for now, but that's it. He's just done. I'm gonna say something I, that's both I brave like and that. yet controversial. Oh, oh no. I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say something? <laughs> um, this should have been a two-parter. Oh wow! This should have been like episode. Mm-hmm. It should have been episode nine and episode ten, like just in with ten or something like that. Yeah, that this would have broken the mold. Now everything in threes. So this they essentially because I mean, and I'm not the only one that thinks like this, and maybe I'm wrong, but it felt like this movie was the first half of what the last Jedi was trying to accomplish. And the last half of what episode nine should have been just kind of spliced together, mm-hmm. compressed for time and with crazy pacing issues because, you know, you don't want to make this a three and a half hour movie. I think they should have. Why not? It's the end of nine movies. Yeah. Like I would have happily sat through no. three and a half hours. Disney actually yeah. stepped in. I think J.J. Abrams did say that his first cut was like over three hours and they cut it down to like just a bit over two. That's I how think. much trust they don't have in Star Wars anymore because. Marvel was yeah. three and a half hours. Harry Potter did that with the last one. Well, it's split it into two. Split it into two. Yeah. yeah, then that's what this should have been. This should have split into two. This could have been episode nine and a half or three quarters and then have the second one, you know, nine and it three up. quarters, huh? Yeah. I, okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> I feel like I don't need a two-parter. I feel like what may be needed is maybe just a bit of this movie in The Last Jedi. Just a bit of the concepts of this movie yeah. hinted at in The Last Jedi. Somebody will edit a, it, I'm sure. A bit more is what I'm thinking I needed. Steven, just... what were you about to say a second ago when you got cut off? By me? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> or maybe what we did need was that full three and a half hours. Maybe or, that yeah. would have been sufficient. That yeah. would have been fine. I think they should have definitely done that. Instead of, was it two and a half hours that this movie was, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely think there was enough there that another hour wouldn't have made me feel like, oh my God, will this be over? Just like, give me an intermission. That's all I need. Yeah. <laughs> I can go to a long movie. Just give me an intermission. Uh, one of the things that I had an idea with, uh, because we are introduced to a new character of Jenna? Oh. No, not Bowfrick. <laughs> uh but the character that um Finn eventually has I don't know if he has feelings for, but he at least has a rapport with because she, she is part of a group that also stormtroopers that um uh, left. left left rebelled because or whatever. Rose and everything that they set up for her in the last one. Yeah. Yeah. This, this yeah. whole movie is that <laughs> Anyway, that, that could have been the subtitle. Star, it's like Star Wars Episode Nine. <laughs> fuck Rose. <laughs> uh, I, I, did you get the impression that that whole troop of star troopers might have been force sensitive? Also, yes, yes, yes. Just like I just think like that was Finn, the intent. Because Finn is force sensitive is the reason why he decided I can't kill a whole bunch of people. 
and so thus they are the same way? So the, to that point, there's a, a growing theory that The Force Awakens wasn't about... Um, Ray. Ray. It was about Finn. Yeah. Because when uh, Snoke has that line, you know, there's been awakening in the Force. This is before we're introduced to Ray. The only thing that's happened so far is the essentially the the rebellion or the mutiny that uh, Finn starts to to do here when he refuses to fight. And Jaina or Jana, um, something. She basically says exactly the same thing. She's mirroring like what he did, except it was a bunch of people, not yeah. just him or her. Um, so yeah, they're definitely implying that like the force is awakening in so many more people now, in uh, a much more reduced role. I mean, obviously they're not at the same level as Ray, um, but yeah, that's definitely what I think they were going for. Is that she's doing that? It's also hinted at that she's the daughter of Lando. I don't think. I that's, don't think that's not, the, even, not think, even hinted. It's it's flat out said in that same book you referenced earlier, John. The visual guide. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Yeah. I was I was really kind of hoping it was just going to be lame. sort of like a friendship, and that's that's why he took such a like. I mean, because other than that, the first time they meet is on the bottom of uh, when you know after the big victory celebration, uh, we got the first gay kiss in Star Wars, and that was a big deal for like two minutes, and then um, two seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and because um, they didn't give us the one we wanted, but that's okay. yeah. <laughs> Uh, which, by the way, I made a meme about that. I'm still debating whether or not to post it because I feel kind of ashamed. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, but yeah, yeah, like there, this again is one of those clues that Abrams had intended to shoot something different because yeah, they had that moment at the end where they're like, "Hey, I like the cut of your jib," you know, and uh, for no reason, like Lando, who we get really no briefly. reason. I could to me, it was more sexual tension. It's more like I'm Lando. I'm fucking cool as fuck. And would you <laughs> I'm like a to womanizer. go? Yeah, I'm a womanizer. Would you like to go on my Millennium Falcon? Uh, <laughs> well, I thought it was more of like a representative of okay, what now? I mean, there's definitely like, a, there's go. definitely hints of a Disney Plus show right there. Yeah, like yeah Lando and and the lady, Lando and Jenna. <laughs> uh, they, they, no. No. You think there aren't old men that like young yes, women I, in this I world? Think, I think that. I don't want to see that in Star Wars. I don't either, but that's what it came off as to me, not father and daughter. Uh, There's absolutely nothing yeah. in that movie to imply that. Apparently there is in this visual guide, but that's neither here nor there for me. As I say, but think <laughs> about how many sexual tensions we have between family members in Star Wars. So, uh, hey, that's, uh, hey, yeah. Exactly. What did we just talk about because king nothing. shaming? It's, that's... <laughs> George Lucas's thing, you don't you don't throw that out. I mean, you can't you can't fault him for it. <laughs> uh, to me, the the big thing for me, and I was really glad with the reveal that Ray was Palpatine and not a Skywalker, because I was yes. really like, no, don't don't replay this shit. <laughs> I was like, it turns Give me out that something else. <laughs> during Empire Strikes Back on on Hoth, before they found out they were related, yeah, maybe there was something between Luke and Leia going on. Oh, jeez. And they're like, nope, we can't have this going on now, so she's going to have to... <laughs> nope, we decided to make them siblings. Never mind. <laughs> uh, another new character that we got in this movie was the one that's voiced by, or played by Carrie Russell. Uh, she never takes her helmet off, so I don't know if she's actually underneath the helmet or not. You see the eyes you of somebody eyes underneath. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, they, I mean, they open the visor. Oh, the visor, okay. Did you just say the Rocketeer? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> She doesn't have a jetpack. She doesn't like no. She looks more like Daft Punk than the Rocketeer. Yeah, (laughs) golden Daft Punk. Anyways, uh, her character has a lot of backstory with Poe. Poe before he was a 
I mean, he's essentially the same as Han. Yeah, he was a spice runner over a smuggler. Terry was like, oh, you were a spice runner? And you're like, one of your heroes of the galaxy was a smuggler who worked with <laughs> freaking Jabba the Hutt. Like, that was a good scene. See, and, and that kind of had a, a Rogue One vibe to it. Yeah. Where, uh, what was that guy's name? Cal- Calrissian? No. No, it's, it's Ando. Ando. What the hell was his name? Um, I can't remember it. I can't help you with names. Ando Calrin? No. no. It sounds it's like, not Lando Calrissian. It, it, it sounds like Calrissian. No, man, now you Cassian got... Andor? Yes, yes, Cassian Andor, thank you. But if you switch it backwards... <laughs> I was like, Andor, I was like who Cass- are you guys Cassian. trying to figure out right now? <laughs> Diego Luna. Um, you know, the fact that he has kind of a dark past and, you know, he's not quite your regular hero because he's willing to kill uh, an informant in order to make his getaway. I like that idea in Star Wars. Like, that's, those are some good new things that you can introduce. You know, But you just described three characters that all have the same story. How is it a new thing? <laughs> that they need to explore it more. <sighs> okay. Anyways, I, I just I just thought it was interesting. I, I, do you feel like that? That's also another uh, Disney Plus Disney Plus yeah. show. Like, is that a thing? Do why why develop such backstory for a character that we literally only saw for maybe five minutes? I'm gonna ignore your cool. question because I actually wanted to focus on something that I liked. Wedge Antilles is back. Oh, God. Oh, Wedge. <laughs> yeah, he is. So he's yeah, the only one to be in all three he was trilogies, in, right? He was, uh, no. He was, he was in, in the, only in the original. He wasn't in the prequels? No. No. Oh, okay. Um, but for like the literal three seconds of screen time that he was in, I got so happy. I was like, it's Wedge. <laughs> I love it so much. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad. That you're ignoring it. <laughs> I'm glad. No, I'm glad the the the, the fan callback. Yeah, because I mean, like in, in the in the old canon, like he was like one of my favorite characters. The Rogue, um, the Rogue Squadron books were like so like well written and fun, mm. and his character, like he had some sassy lines in, in the <laughs> books. Man, like I wish they, they they could do something more with him and like Disney Plus. Like Disney he, Plus, let's go. <laughs> he, he deserves to have his own show or something. You know, like just. I, yeah, it's so cool. I like him. Uh, okay, that's fine. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I was glad he was back. Okay, yeah. there you go. You and Steven agreed on something. I just the only thing I would have liked more is if he was in charge of like Rogue Squadron again, but instead he's just a gunner on the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll take what so, I can get. <laughs> obviously, there there have been plenty of like think pieces and stuff like that written all across the internet about um, like the. Like how they diminish Rose's role, mm-hmm. but like, I just, what the hell? They created that whole other character who's on the Millennium Falcon, the whole other like like the whole other alien race guy. Oh yeah, that's the on the, guy? the ship. The slug guy, yeah. What is? What was it? The slug guy. Yeah, and like even if they had just put Rose there. <laughs> No, it yeah, still would they, have been more and made more sense. You can tell they really went out of the way to diminish her all but removing her from the movie, essentially. She plays like yeah, practically like, no important freaking, like, role. To be fair, I don't know. Dominic even... Monaghan's whole character got added in. Oh, really? Oh. See, that's uh, yeah, another like, thing I was going to bring in was that his he was another new character that yeah. literally just came in for expository dialogue. Yeah. He yeah. comes in to be like, hey, the Palpatine-like did, clones. Did you, did you guys hear- <laughs> Did you guys hear the story about why how his character ended up in the movie? J.J. No, uh, no. Abrams made Lost, and he like, and the two of them are friends. No. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they're friends, and they made a soccer bet 
And if Dominic Monaghan won, he was going to get to be in Star Wars. Oh, that, hey, works for me. Hey. You know how many people are in Star Wars because they're friends with J.J. Abrams? Like Kevin he, Smith had a cameo in this one. Kevin too, Smith apparently. has a cameo in it. Uh, I mean, we know about Simon Pegg's role, Daniel mm-hmm. Craig, you know, mm-hmm. in the previous one. You know, it's lots of people. Ed Sheeran's in there somewhere as a stormtrooper. Never takes no, his yeah. mask off. It's yeah, he just so really wants to be in like, Star Wars. Who doesn't really want to be in Star Harry Wars? Prince Harry was in the last one, too. Oh, and uh, Tom Hardy. He, oh, he was deleted, though. He's in the deleted scenes he of is Last deleted, Jedi. Yeah. So. Oh, it's sad. just like Dominic Monaghan's whole character got put in. That other alien dude got put in. But like Rose, nah. No. I, and I, you know what? There could be more with Rose that's just cut out. Like you guys have been saying throughout this whole thing is yeah, that yeah. people, the, the committee came in and edited things out. She, You can't the, deny the fact that she was a huge controversial part of the last movie the backlash so, the actress got yes that too i mean she basically yeah. had to go to a psychiatrist like i don't even think mm-hmm. she wanted to be in the film more would you have after the crap they did to her i don't know to me i, know, I would I, it, I would just it, shove it in their it face but either, that's that's just me yeah but Dude, i want to be either either like not at all or way fucking more <laughs> to just like like thumb your nose at all of the, the goons that did that shit to you. i'm sure she got paid either way and that's yeah. probably be- the best thing for her she's like you know what i got paid yeah f it yeah I, I, i'm getting paid i'm getting paid yeah, yeah that's like but she, but maybe she probably she... got she probably got paid scale like she was there for what like one day shooting against a green screen to oh no for conversations yeah. with I, I, doubt I doubt it was scale I bet, I bet it was part of her contract from the first movie oh, yeah. she she it, it more than likely it was, was possible a two movie thing is like you get paid this much for being in both movies mm-hmm. now you want to talk about toxic mm-hmm. fandom i mean like jake lloyd and ahmed best like have been borderline suicide yeah with all the abuse they've received <laughs> yeah. like jake lloyd was even Same. bullied out of his like school he was going to yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm like that wasn't his fault you know he wasn't writing the dialogue and Lucas is known for not being good at directing actors so yeah. like just wow he should, you know? he should have told Jake Lloyd there's no underwear in outer space it is it's uh, like <laughs> I, I can't. No, he's, he's not Kevin Spacey yeah. oh. I can see writing wise yes it doesn't make sense for a character to just disappear but on the outside world it does make sense yeah like within the actual storyline no it doesn't make sense but I also don't think they really had a choice no. She probably also just, had a contract. I, it seems so shitty. It does. Like, yeah, it, it, just is, that it that is. happens, it and then no, I mean, not 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 even just by itself, but I mean, like all that stuff happens. And, like a bunch of Star Wars fans got really mad about a whole bunch of things and everything. And then in this movie, they got so much service. Like the people who like the older Star Wars things got a lot of service in this movie, mm-hmm. and then now they're like, ah, yes, this is really good. But we've seen objectifiable markers about how, like, what how this movie has actually gone over with people. It's making less money than Star Wars Rogue One made, and they like fucked up a bunch of things for people who, who were like working on these movies. Kathleen Kennedy will never be able to make a movie and have anyone, mm-hmm. well, have a hand in a movie and have anyone not talk shit about it ever again. And like, people have just diminished so much. It 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 sucks. I I, I don't know. Yeah. I have feelings. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised, Mitch, if you're right, if that Rose's storyline is more in that hour that got cut. Yeah, I would say so, too. Because I don't think, I mean, as much as people either like or don't like J.J. Abrams, I don't think he would have shied away from her character in making the movie. I think that's yeah. more of the committee, like you're saying, like because that's mm-hmm. what Star Wars is, is at this point, is a committee. It's It's being like, hey, that was a big problem for us in the last movie that people just seem to not like or seem to just like to be when the PR team comes through yeah Yeah. so but he he's so in in that he did he did talk about the stuff without with that quote 
saying that the movie um, did get chopped up a whole lot. Mm-hmm. He's also come out and explained why Rose wasn't there so much. And he also, said it was he just did. because okay. it was hard to make her stuff fit with, with Leia. Got it. Yeah. He's like, they said that we needed to have someone do this stuff. And she was the one that made the most sense, basically. Okay. Well, there you go. I stand corrected. She should have been the one, though, at the end that went out to look for more help because she was always about the whole, like, oh, we need to fight for what we believe in. And, you know, like she Mm -hmm. lost her sister, like all of that thing. Hmm. None of that really was referenced at all, except that you saw her little necklace in one scene. Like she still had it. I thought it would, to me, it seemed like it would have made more sense for Ben to be the one to to go get all the people. Yeah. Yeah. But if you really wanted to give him a redeeming moment, uh, I guess. But that would have gone against what I would like, so. <laughs> Those scenes on that planet, though, were so well shot and so beautiful with all the lightning in the background. Oh, yeah. And I like the, the visuals of that temple where, like, it's kind of elevated, so there's space on the bottom. And, yeah, it's just all black on top. And it's, like, there's some really it's cool things. Like, I'll never, gorgeous. as Steven was saying, like, the sound design was, like, awesome. I wholeheartedly agree. The visuals were also really well done. It's just that sound design and special effects have never been where Star Wars lacks. It's just yeah. sometimes the story is <clears throat> not what fans would want. Yeah. You know, the other thing that the other two were lacking that this one had was C-3PO. Yeah. Yeah. I love the yeah. return of C-3PO being freaking anxious C-3PO. <laughs> I love C-3PO. He was essentially non-essential in the last two movies, yeah. and in this one he played kind of a pivotal role. Yeah. Yep. Well, and I, I feel bad for, um, I forget his name right now, Peter Mayhew, because the best uh, Chewbacca scene in the entire series to me is the part where he finds out that Leia has passed. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And, that made me cry too. I was and just crying his, for five minutes. Yeah, like, <laughs> but he gets the medal at the end. Leia died. Han Solo's speech. Chewbacca's reaction just like. Ooh. <laughs> hey, but he yeah. finally got the medal after Leia died. Like, think yeah. that maybe that was the, sp- the yeah. stipulation. I was like, you'll get it over my dead body. <laughs> uh, so, last thoughts. Yeah, how would you like to sum it up? This is the end. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. I'm. I mean, we we know there's going to be more Star Wars in the future. Mm-hmm. Where it goes, we don't ex- exactly know. Baby Yoda. We. <laughs> it could mm-hmm. be more Baby Yoda. There could be. Uh, there, obviously, there's going to be more Baby Yoda because we know there's going to be more Mandalorian. But mm-hmm. well, and if the PR committee gets its way, there will be lots of Baby Yoda because that's clearly a big selling point. This is yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> Literally, the word selling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean. I, that's okay uh well no i there's the one issue that i was gonna bring up when we talked about this podcast but it's it's past we're gonna it's like go. what are our hopes for the future of star wars yeah, sure knights of the old republic knights of the old so you want to go in the past yeah because i feel yeah, like it, kotor's good yeah part part of the problem here besides kotor just having a really good story you need to play that game by the way i am um, <laughs> dying uh, the uh it has a an interesting take on the Star Wars lore in the universe and a different perspective of the characters. Um, the problem with this whole thing is that it's basically become about basically the whole nine movies is about one family, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Like the, the you know it, if we can get away, that's why it feels like things just never change you because. Solo. And solo, sure, yeah. So it's still the same bloodline. That's what I'm saying. If you include solo, yeah, yeah. no, no, ten. The, if you include yeah, yeah, they married him. Yeah, yeah. So, 
<laughs> yes, uh, once removed. So, like, getting away from that, that, that's one of the things I think makes The Mandalorian so great, is that we're far removed from that. There's glimpses and callbacks and visual cues, mm. but we're not still dwelling in that, so you have a much bigger sandbox to play in. And that's what we need. We need to explore other areas um, and get introduced to new things and new ideas, but they're still, you know, they still have that Star Wars flavor. Okay. You gotta add that little soy sauce on it. Elizabeth? For shows, I would love to see more, like John said, of the Mandal- with, like with Mandalorian, where you're completely removed and it's, it's kind of out there and exploring a different aspect of the universe. In terms of movies, I would actually like to see more like Rogue One, where we're looking at things from a different perspective or something tangentially connected, but not necessarily in the exact same storyline. Like, not following the same family, but all of... I mean, there's a lot in all of the nine movies that's occurred that's... So you'd gets want, introduced, you wouldn't mind a movie where Wedge Antilles is constantly coming in and out of the war and meeting up with the Skywalker family, but not following their story. But yeah. following his story instead, or follow... You know, those... You know, how did they get this information? How did they get these techniques? How did they... You, those kinds of things. I would love some of those gap fillers, those one-off gap fillers that really start and end in, in a single movie. Hmm. Jessica? I want to see what it's like presently in the galaxy far, far away. Because this is all a long time ago. Oh, I wow. want to see what it's like <laughs> now. <laughs> like, if this is your past. <laughs> I mean, we don't technically know how long, long, long time ago is. Oh, like, I'm I mean, really if curious. It's Can a I? thousand years, two thousand years. Like, you want to see what it is currently? I want to see your now. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That's, that's pretty interesting. Steven? I want um, more things like in Battlefront 2. They had the story of Aiden Versa and like the other people who worked for the Empire and weren't necessarily like bad guys. Mm. Like they just joined up for the GI Bill kind of thing. <laughs> That's good. I yeah. like that. Like, mm. like, th- like they did some really good story with Battlefront 2. And I think that'd be cool to see more of. Okay. There's actually a book I started to read. My first Star Wars book I started to read, The Alphabet Squadron. Which is about somebody right after Return of the Jedi. She was a TIE fighter. And she's now joining with the New Republic to sort of redeem herself. And it's kind of interesting to see what happened like right after the Emperor died. And the Empire kind of sort of tried to hold on. I'm only like 60 pages in. But I, I kind of would like to see something like that. Something like right after the war. I mean, the Mandalorian's like five years after the end of the war. So I, I would kind of like to see like the... like what happens after an empire falls kind of thing, which is utter chaos. So hey, maybe it'd be Cara, fun to see something. Carrie Dune could have her own spinoff because she says that's what she was doing is right after the empire fell. They were yeah. going around and rounding up any imperial people left over. Yeah. And that's basically is what she is. She's like round up and kind of sort of almost in like a camp, but not, not quite. And then she ends up having to become, I think she becomes a recruiter for new Republic or something like that. And then she joins a squadron. As far as, but I'm only 60 pages in. But it, it's pretty interesting to see somebody that was part of the Empire trying to turn a new leaf kind of thing. And yeah. I mean, that's realistic. I mean, Operation Paperclip, we took all them Nazi scientists and yeah. converted them into our space race. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I decided I have, I have a whole Star Wars pitch in my mind. Oh. oh. Like I'm sure you don't want to <laughs> say it out loud here. I don't give a shit. They oh. can take it. Sure. Okay, okay let's okay. hear it. <laughs> No, it's like I, w- I want to see a thing that's like um, 
like a ship that decide like people that decide to leave uh like they're just gonna get out of there like this this whole this spot in the galaxy this place is way too hot let's get out and so they go off and they shoot to go in the opposite direction of all the bad stuff that's happening and it's like a generational ship and say they've been out there for like whatever like one generation you know like everyone who saw all the bad stuff who got to see jedi and stuff like that Mm -hmm. they're all like most of them have already passed and everything there's just a couple of them left and then they're out there finding the old things that would have become the jedi and stuff like they're seeing like ancient civilizations on other planets that have like gone away already like like risen fallen and everything and it's like them just exploring again the things outside in the universe of star wars like archaeologists kind of sort of i mean kind of like like they're just coming across things like they go to like make a stop off on the planet because it has like some resources that they need to continue their journey to get away from everything and then they find something that's clearly got something that became something in their civilization it doesn't have to be every episode of a thing but that would be cool i think yeah all right uh, I guess I, I kind of was thinking the same lines of Jessica. I don't know if we need to go current time or whatever, but just a bunch of generations from when Ray buries the lightsabers and figure out, you know, after uh, either force sensitive people have been uh, trained and, you know, it's, it's more of a thing and it, just <coughs> what that is down the line, future. What, what do you do after? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so if you have opinions and you want to air them out to us, you can find me online. I'm at Mitchpedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. John, where can people find you online? Online, you can find me at Magic Bollocks, considering changing it to at uh, Just Whaler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Elizabeth? You can find me with the Geek Elite Media. Jessica? You can find me on Twitter at JM Bailey Writes. Steven? Come find me on Twitter as Peppermint Gent. The rest, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our website, geekleetmedia.com. But until next time, this is overtime on the Geek's Watch saying, <laughs> always remember to geek, geek out. Geek out. This concludes our broadcast. 